welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Feud in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there's an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me a Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep blocktalk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. Let's get loud because there was a major injustice done on Drag Race. And yes, I'm talking about sending the Puerto Rican queen home on Puerto Rico night on Drag Race. It's time to break down that wild episode of Drag Race season 14. And joining me is a representation for Puerto Rico redemption on Drag Race, Jeremy Torres. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Um, so you represent Puerto Rico tonight? Yes, 100%. All, all of it. All of it. You speak for the country. Yes. And you're pissed. Oh, highly. <laughs> I am. I have a lot of feelings too. Um, and we're going to get to them. And I know I've already gotten into major disputes with certain people over certain things, mm-hmm. namely the dress. I am not okay with the dress and we'll, we'll discuss it, but wow. What an interesting episode. It, you know, <laughs> I, I was just left. I was left speechless at the end of it. That's all I got to say. I was left speechless. What I think what this episode showcased was it was all up to the editors when it came to what was presented in the super tease to what was presented in the lip sync. The editors decided what happened. And I think collectively, we're not happy when they tell us how to think and feel. That Very much that. Very much that. Um, Well, before we begin, let's discuss some uh, drag news of the week. Um, First off, Carson Kressley will be on Celebrity Big Brother 3 starting tomorrow. Uh, Will you be watching? I will. I've never watched Celebrity Big Brother. I mean, I've never watched Celebrity Big Brother, right? So I'm excited to watch it. I think I have a few friends over here um, that are like, watch party. So I was like, okay, I guess we're going to watch it. Well, that means you have to message me all the time and we're going to have to chat about it. Big yes. Brother's my show. I love it. I will be on Big Brother one day. Um, yeah. So the big story there is obviously Shangela is not on. Um, and you didn't get me the exclusive that uh, breaking the news. Thank you, mister. <laughs> Gotta do, <my> <laughs> do my part and do all the secrecy, right? <laughs> Jerk. Um, yeah, I'm bummed. I thought I think she would be incredible on the show, but may, maybe next year, maybe next time. I hope so, because, I mean, she got every, like, her Herbie rumor got everyone talking. Exactly. So I'm here for it. Uh, the other news of the week, um, I did, in fact, lose to Glamords. I am a big old loser to Monet Exchange and Lady Bunny. Thank you for being famous and not even showing up to accept your award. Was it both of them? Both yeah. of them didn't show up? Didn't show up. Aquaria was there to accept her award. 
Oh. For best music video. And there was some drama. Someone um, did not like uh, their losing to Aquaria. So Miss um, Nick Gaga made a statement on the Facebook about um, that. And I was like, I feel the same way, but I will get red for it. So I messaged her. I was like, thank you. I agree. So we'll see. We're, we're going to see if anything changes. But my feeling is if I lose by a peer vote, I'm okay. At least I know what I can do better and to improve. Losing to a public vote with all money exchange has to do is send out one tweet and um, I lost. Nah, not I can't do it. So that's where they, that's, that's where, where they have at. to be. Like you need to verify your New York City address to vote, right? <laughs> um, well, I, the Glam Awards were a lot of fun. If you want to see some photos of some of the the amazing New York City talent that were there, go to my Instagram at Michael Block Talk. Um, I post a lot of fun photos. You can see what I wore. Did you approve of my look? I do approve. I give it a I give it a big thumbs up. Thanks. Uh, you're going to go next year. I already told you I'm making you go. You're coming as my date. I don't care what you say. It's happening. I got to I have to like live in New York full time again. <laughs> no, you can just you can take a weekend away because you are glamorous and fabulous and your work needs to know that like you have to be there. Okay, I will I'm write you a that. note. <laughs> I will write you a note. All right. Let us dive into this episode. Lordy, lordy, lordy. June has left the building. For Nigeria, June leaving is allowing it all to sit in for her. Anything can happen. Maddie says that it's not a good feeling to send someone home, but it's Cornbread who says, you lip sync, you send someone home. It's in the name of the game. Okay, Miss Cornbread. She's got a lot of things to say this episode. She is like the keeper of drag race, apparently. Yeah. (laughs) She tells you how to feel all the time. And if you don't feel the way she thinks you should feel, she's going to tell you. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, she keeps. We love her. They're keeping everyone on their toes, and she's also, Mm -hmm. I think, honestly, I love her because she's making everyone, you know, come out to be their authentic selves. Yeah. Now, Daya is happy Maddie is safe, but she thinks she needs to show a little more personality so she doesn't get buried by the other personalities, which is completely true. Maddie is is definitely the outsider in the group, and not just because she's straight. Have you seen her walk? Oh yeah. Have you seen her sit? God, real teeth. So much. Um, nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying, if you're trying to be a lady, you gotta try to be sit like a lady, which is like big reason why I can never do drag because I cannot sit normally like a woman. Cross my legs, I can't. I can't. It doesn't physically happen. <laughs> but anyway, Willow gets praise for winning the ball. She threw them all off with those flip flops. Look at her being this little silent killer. Orion is going to have a question for the group that the producers clearly told her because she's already stoned. She doesn't know what she's even doing there. But she's going to ask the room if anyone thinks they should have won. It's Jasmine who speaks up and shares that after the runway, she felt confident. She talks a lot. And we're going to get another round of frustration and tension from Cornbread. She says she talks a lot but has conversations while Miss Jasmine does not do that. And we even see Cornbread yawn as Jasmine makes sense of being safe. It's four episodes in, and we have a crier, and it's Jasmine. Leave it to the New York girls to cry when they are safe. <laughs> She's getting this like weird dodo edit here. A lot of emotion for safe. Now, as someone who goes out all the time, are you familiar with the work of Miss Jasmine Kennedy? Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. I am. Can put can dance a house down. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. Um, are you enjoying or upset about how she's being portrayed on the show? 
I don't. Okay, so I'm not upset. Um, one, I don't. You know, I don't know Jasmine. I don't know what the feeling she was going through on. You know, being on that show. Um, but you know, if she's crying on the show, that's how she's feeling. That's how she's yeah. feeling. She's upset. Yeah, I mean, like we have the meme has been going around where New York girls are crying. You have Milk, Jan, and Jasmine. It's true. Um, I maybe it's just the competitive aspect in New York nightlife. It, it being safe is not good enough because you're not being recognized for being the best. Um, but it was also kind of the temper tantrum, like losing and not winning the ball, which you really wanted. I was like, you think all of y'all didn't want that too? Why are you the only one who deserved it? I also want to add too, right? Not only like that, that, that competitive nature of New York, you know, New York drag drag life. Um, I think it's also the fact that you know they have thousands of people a week or weeks mm-hmm. right, or months at a time, like seeing them perform, who are visiting New York or like natives to New York. So I think it's like also that pressure of like folks who live in New York know what they can bring. Exactly. Alyssa shares that she is disappointed to be safe, but safe means she's still in the competition, which is such a sad lie, knowing what is going to come later on. Cornbread is going to focus on Cornbread, and she's not going to let anyone stand in her way. Just wait. Just you wait, girl. All right, here we go, bitches. Let's get ready to rumble during one of the most taxing table talks we have ever seen. Jasmine reminds us she's really wanted to win that ball, and she's trying to not be... So sad, she's trying to be in a better headspace and not to be too confident. So we're going to find out how does everyone feel. And Willow woke up smiling and smiles even bigger when she's reminded that, oh, wait, she's $5,000 richer. <laughs> I'd smile that big if I realized, oh, oh, I have more money coming in my bank account soon for no reason. You know, I realized that if I ever get in drag race, you know, if I ever, you know, do drag and get on drag race. You'll get, you'll do cha- drag. Give me one challenge. I pay off my student debt. There it is. Well, Jasmine will say that Andrea and Willow are the two versus bitches and Cornbread takes it very personally as like, me too. I don't know if this is what set her off, but it was it was the lead in to what's going to happen. Jasmine's going to keep on yapping on and is like, what if they do another ball with a different material? And the collective eye roll can be heard through that screen. And Carrie's like, how crazy would it be if she could just be quiet? I was like, that's a good read. That was funny. That was, that was good. Jasmine tells us that she hates dead air, so she talks a lot and then proceeds to do it to the group who is still trying to point it out. This is now going to cause Cornbread, with the door wide open, to speak up. She talks a lot, but she says there is a difference between talking and having a conversation. conversation. Jasmine is like, okay, and Cornbread is like, you're doing it. It's getting very hot in there. I don't like tension. I don't like being in a room where two people are arguing and not being able to do anything in the situation. What did the other 11 do? What I, I would have been like, can I just crawl under the table? Yeah, um, it was awkward because, again, there's like several people in between them and they're going back and forth. How do you fare in situations like that? Um, so my work, right? Um ever had like a roommate conflict or you know if anyone can ever think about their ra yeah me doing mm-hmm. that professionally yeah it's being quiet and then like you know probably you know they don't probably don't show it on on screen right but like you know just being quiet letting the two go at it and then you're like all right y'all said what y'all said mm-hmm. now let's get on the same page what 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 the actual issue is and we're going to work together to do that but you know i stay calm i'm very calm 
because uh, <laughs> I have to do I have to do this in my work. Um, but yeah. I think being in front of cameras, I would be like, mm, I'm gonna just wait until the cameras ain't looking at me so I can say something. <laughs> exactly. Now, Cornbread reminds Jasmine about how she spoke over her when she was trying to thank her and Deja for helping with her garment. Jasmine is going to attempt to apologize, and Cornbread is like, "You are talking." If you're talking, you're not listening. The amount of times teachers have said that. It's like, oh, oh, it's his fifth grade. Okay. Now, Andrea is going to tell us in confessional that she is glad someone said something because it needed to be said. So I don't know if this was like the producers all saying like, okay, we need everyone to say this just so we can pick one to use. Or if they all collectively feel this way about Jasmine and Cornbread just happened to be the tribute to Speak Forward. Yeah, I, I wonder if they're just like, we need it for the TV. Everyone say it. <laughs> or everyone look like you're upset. Yeah, now there is no alarm. Just Rue arriving to reveal that the Maxi Challenge will be them creating super teasers for season 14. They will work in two teams. They will shoot their scenes around the set with Carson and Michelle. And they need to include iconic moments of drama, glamour, and shade. Oh, and we're going to reveal that the runway is Night of a Thousand JLo's. Much more on that later. But speaking of JLo, are you a JLo fan? I am. I've always got to, you know, we always got to like represent and support our Puerto Rican like queens and kings that come out and non Puerto Rican non-binary folks that come out of Puerto Absolutely. Rico. Now, do you have a favorite JLo song? I know it's hard. That is hard. So my, you know, being Puerto Rican, my mom obsessed with Mark Anthony, you know. Of course. You know, you know that relationship between J.L. Uh -huh. Um, I do like their, like, albums that they do together. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, yeah, it's like a smooth vibe, right? It doesn't have to, like, it's not always like, oh, we're going to party. That's sexy time music. It is. It really and is. Now, now it makes sense with you <laughs> wanting that music. Got it. Got it. No, I like the fun dance pop music. Um, I'm going to be very controversial then. I don't like Ain't It Funny Remix. I like the original better. Yeah. <laughs> ja Rule sucks. Just saying it. He ruined the song. Mm -hmm. Very much did. Very much did. I know it's controversial, but that's, just, that's all I got to say. All right. Willow and Maddie is the winner, and the winner of the lip sync will be the team captains. Willow selects Cornbread, Lady Camden, Bosco, Carrie, and Georges. Maddie takes Deja, Daya, Angeria, Alyssa, and Orion. Jasmine is left to last, and is told you can pick your team. And Chatty Cathy is going to pick Willow's team because she didn't work with a lot of them, and Willow is like, how is she going to work with Cornbread? I think in this moment, Jasmine is genuine saying what she did she's not here to make drama she's not here to make get back good tv she is genuine trying to make actual connections and this is because i kind of know her and this is, i feel is true i bet you there are a lot of people being like oh my gosh she's so shady doing this on purpose i don't think she is she's too young and naive to do that she's 22 yeah, yeah i i really genuinely think that she was there to just like hey i haven't worked with them i also want to get along with them right and also mm -hmm. probably like most likely, you know, nip anything that they like was happening earlier that day in the bud. Like just be like, you know, I just want to genuinely be have connections with you all. Yeah. And like, let, let's be honest, at this point in time, you can kind of sense where the fan favoritism is going when it comes to how the judging is going. Like you want to be on the team with the ones who are doing very well. 
um, and you have Willow, you got Carrie, you have Cornbread, you can tell there is an uh, admiration for them. You want to be with the cool kids because if that's going to help get you further, it's good mm-hmm. for your show. All right. Well, we're going to go do some brainstorming. Let's start with Willow's team. Jasmine says that Cornbread is being very whatever to her. So she's in her field. So Jasmine wants to be on her team so she can prove that she is a team player. I thought we got rid of the team aspect of Drag Race on All Stars 1 because that was a complete disaster. But apparently Jasmine Kennedy's made it a team game. Um, Little Baby, known as Jasmine, doesn't quite understand the social dynamics and tells the group that she will write all questions and comments down and share them after the group speaks. Again, she's being genuine. I know where she's going. Oh, my God, how passive-aggressive did this come off? <laughs> so passive-aggressive. I was like, girl, no. I was cringing. I was like, I hate watching this right now. It, it came off, yeah. It, like, it came off of like, oh, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm you know, I'm not going to hear me speak, right? I'm going to just, like, write down things instead, instead of speaking. Like, literally, she's like, okay, you all say what you want, and then I'm going to come back and say why you're wrong. No! And, and then, uh, yeah, then, then she goes, oh, I went to college for advertising and marketing communication. Okay, sure, Jan, good for you. Um, what does that have to do with anything? It doesn't. <laughs> she wanted to hear herself speak this time. That's why. <laughs> That's the team. Now, Cornbread is just feeling some way about Jasmine. She says it's like someone bringing a tray of cookies and someone hands you oatmeal raisin, not oatmeal raisin now. I love cookies. Do you love cookies? I do. Um, I'm you know you saw what I did last night. I love cookies. I was also stoned. Um, it was buy one get one 12 packs at Insomnia Cookies. So yes, for $25, I got 25 cookies. I need that in my life because insomnia, insomnia cookies warm cookies. They be hitting. And then we watched Encanto. <gasps> cookies in Encanto. Amazing. I love it. it I love so it. Fun. But yeah, oatmeal raisin. No one wants to be oatmeal raisin. Very oatmeal. <laughs> I, you know, that, that, that falls up of, you know, you pick up like an oatmeal cookie and you bite into it and it's like raisins. And you're like, why would you do that? Why would you put no, it? So gross. Um, what, what's your favorite kind of cookie? Oh, I love a lemon cookie. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm here for that. I'm, I'm here for it lemon guess we'll get to talk about lemon on drag race uk versus the world i I, no spoilers i don't know who's watching yet i'm not saying anything i'm not saying anything willow wants to go with a heightened version of themselves a la drop dead gorgeous which i thought was very fitting because my dear friend coco taylor was doing her drop dead gorgeous parody at the same time this show was airing at the Lori beachman theater um very funny are you are you a fan of that movie i haven't seen it (gasps) <gasps> oh no you have to watch it. it is so stupid it's so good really good okay put it on put it on your to-do list it's gonna be on my to-do list put it on in the background while you're doing all your applications yep as i apply for jobs i'll just put mm-hmm. it right there so willow has, apparently does sketch comedy in denver so she knows what will be funny in a short video i'm here for it i love sketch comedy carrie is going to say she wants to be pretty but she wants to still be over the top and when Bosco tells her she will always be pretty, Carrie's like, go back five years. And I say, okay, Reddit, where are the pictures? Let's see them. Because you know that bitch knew she said that, went home and said, I'm eliminating those pictures on social media immediately. <laughs> Find it, Reddit. I want to see them. I want to see them. Um, I'm sure you have gorgeous pictures from five years ago. 
Do I? Was that when you had the long hair? Did you have long hair five years ago? No, that was 10 years ago. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I did have a, you know, a nice lesbian bowl cut somewhere. Um, Naturally. You know, mm. uh, part of the process of, you know, finding out my own hairstyle. It's true. <laughs> so, Bosco, who I am totally unsure how to feel about this season. I, I, I'm very indifferent about Bosco, but she's going to be going baby slut post-verbal and just make noises. Choices. It's a choice. Now. We're gonna t- we haven't gotten to talk about her yet, but we're gonna talk about my favorite little pocket twink, Georges, who is looking so adorable. Uh, she's getting a little nervous about what to do. Uh, she's not bringing it as much as Willow wanted her to do. How are you feeling about Georges? You know, they can turn out looks. Mm-hmm. I'll give them that. Um, you know, I I haven't had like this, you know, emotional attachment to them yet. Um, right. I think they just, mm-hmm. for me, right now, they're just existing within the space. That's fair. I feel like if you two dated, you'd be boyfriend twins. We would. Yeah. You'd wear the same clothes, too, and everything. Yep. <laughs> Most likely. Yep. Yeah. that's. Uh, I can see it. All right. Well, remember Jasmine in the notebook? Well, Carrie shares she wants to do a Kim Kardashian West character, and Cornbread pauses her to call out Jasmine for writing, to which Jasmine is just being a secretary. She's just writing down what everyone wants to hear. As Bosco puts it, Incorbred is just going to lay into Jasmine for anything. Stop breathing. I see you blinking and it's taking up a lot of the room. Is, are there people in your life that you're like, I just want to read them and get into them all the time for anything they do? Oh, 100%. It sucks when you're, the camera's on you and you're feeling that way about someone. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't make you look like a good person. Cornbread's not coming off good here. Yep. And, and I, I don't know... If the editors were just like, we got to keep this in here, right? Um, maybe chip at, chip away at the fan favorite. Yeah, I mean, you got to give him an arc. Now, in our first mirror scene, Jasmine suggests that she, Corbin, and Carrie should create a scene where they tell her to shut up. And Corbin is like, okay, so now you can start writing your notebook. Jasmine is excited, so she starts spewing ideas, and Corbin is just irritated. Now, Lady Camden is worried that they aren't focused on the task at hand, but at the problematic social dynamics. Literally, there is a moment when Cornbread asks, are you in character right now or just explaining? Not good, Jasmine! I know, I know. Whose side are you on in this messy duo? Cornbread. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Uh, yeah, I think I am that. too, honestly. Um, some people just get away with things, and I think Jasmine's that person. And she's being told no for once. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I honestly, again, like I've been around people where I can't, you know, I can't hold back and I want to read the really, really bad uh, or anything that they do is like bothersome. Right. And I also don't know what happened to cornbread earlier in that day or night. Right. Um, And the producers are just catching like those, those reactions of, you know, in the moment. Absolutely. All right. Over on team straight boy. uh, She wants her team to go to 11. Angeria is not not an actor because she is a firm believer if you just do it, you try something, and you might be good at it. You never know. <laughs> I like to compare this to Maddie being straight. You never know. Once she goes up the bum, no babies. Maddie, you might be changed bitch. I don't know. We'll see. Maddie wants to call back to the sugar daddy speech from Shangela. I'm sure you know it word for word. Do I know it word for word? I I'm do. not going to make you do it, but I'm sure oh, you no, know. don't. Please if, don't. If it, it, you can lift sync to it. <laughs> 
Um, I was quoting it in, while I was watching it, and my mom was very confused as she's never seen that before. But she's a big fan of Shangela. She loves uh, We're Here. Um, also, my mom doesn't know my reputation as a sugar daddy. Very, very loose term of it. Uh, so I feel like that would make things a little different as well. So we're not going to share that clip anytime soon. <laughs> Maddie wants it to be about a meaty tuck. She's got some good stuff in her brain. She wants Daya to try to do a worm while Alyssa's like, no, do a split. And this is when Alyssa is going to start looking like a moron. Fairly, unfairly, I don't know. I think, again, editors are like, we need a storyline here because she's good, but we don't know why we're eliminating her. Okay, here we go. Mm -hmm. Alyssa has a lot of ideas, but she doesn't get approval from the other girls. She thinks that they think she's only a beauty queen, but she wants to prove that she can be more than that. She will exaggerate her face to be a clowny Latina. She tries to explain her idea, and Dave's just like, let's circle back to that. The girls are just not on board. Um, this was hard to watch because you could see she wants to really contribute, and no one knew how to gently tell her, no, it's not working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, watching it too, right? Um, Alyssa, obviously, honestly, she does have that that slight language barrier, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I also like watching it. I was like, I'm feeling some like the way they're just like saying the way they approached it, right? Instead of saying like, "Wow, I don't think those ideas like actually work," or like, "Yes, and how about we do this with this, right, to make it work?" It felt very, you know, I'm unpopular opinion. I don't know. I, for me, it felt very microaggression um happening in the space yeah yeah it was really difficult to watch um because again it's not like she was being disruptive or or wrong or she was literally trying to share ideas that she had and again maybe it's lost in translation or maybe um the the comedy that she is used to is different than theirs it's just they didn't know how to handle it and it is a pressure cooker no excuses but it was it was unfortunate to watch because they couldn't save her. There was no way to save her once she decided to go where she was going. Yep. All right. Well, they're going to start in halfback bake drag. They're going to start with a mirror scene. Carson wants the teams to be over the top, but still be themselves. Uh, first, we get the cat fight between Jasmine, Cornbread, and Carrie. Jasmine does the sign of the cross because she is shitting her pants in an acting challenge. First take, it's fine until Jasmine, for the first time ever, stops talking when she was actually supposed to be talking. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, girl. No. <laughs> and Cornbread keeping her cute. You still need to be talking. <laughs> yep. Now, they go again. And while this is an improv challenge, I will like to say, Carrie recites the same exact line with the same delivery. Very one note. No, no, no differences there. Team Maddie goes to their untucked scenes. Angeria says she's nervous because she has never been on set before until she realizes in that moment that it is in fact the workroom and she is on set for an actual television show. Um, Beauty fades, dumb as forever. (laughs) Deja and Angeria up first and Angeria is just going to go full tilt when dead Deja comes for her. She is from Sparta. This is not RuPaul's Southern Hospitality race. When is that t-shirt coming out? (laughs) She got a brand it. She got to market it now brilliant brilliant only coming out of her mouth it was brilliant so funny next we have maddie talking about being straight and being disowned by her two dads oh and daya is straight too at least they can make fun of it they're adding it i mean it's good that they're i honestly they're like you know we're not gonna avoid it (laughs) yeah 
Um, but Carson does give some kudos to Maddie for adding the two dads line. In the shade throwing moment, Orion and Alyssa, who will do the Shangela Mimium first fight, Alyssa botches her line and forgets the meaty tuck. So Orion's line makes zero sense. Um, I was like, okay, first off, I know what you're trying to do, Orion, but you it's called reacting. If you can't react to what was said, you're not doing a good job. So I was like, okay, you memorize this too. It's fine. It's fine. We'll move yeah. on. Next, it's Team Willow's Untucked. And her character didn't realize she's on Drag Race and thought it was a bitchler as she's screaming, searching for Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. Something no one in the fandom has done since Canada's Drag Race 1. I know. I know. Was this shade? I it has it was, to have been shade. I, I, I think it was, I think it was, I think it was WoW Presents, like, getting back. I mean, between... A Santino reference in episode two, Jeffrey Boyer Chapman in episode four. Who's next? Right. We get Lucian Piani next. I'm a. I will. <laughs> I will holler if that happens. I mean, we can throw shade, but damn. Um. Yeah, Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. He he seems to be doing fine. I don't know. I was very glad that my eyes did not look like Jeffrey Boyer Chapman at the Glam Awards. I, if I did my own makeup, it was going to look like it. It was totally, I, I'm aware <laughs> of my talents. I don't have makeup talents. I would have looked like Jeffrey Boyer Chapman attending Euphoria High. Ooh. <laughs> Terrible. But Misty Mountains helps me. Thank you, girl. Okay. So where were I? Oh, yeah. Um, it's really funny to watch her do this because the other queens are just unable to control themselves. Uh, so I don't know what kind of takes they were able to get, but it, Willow is very funny. Um, Bosco and Carrie go up next, and Bosco has created a character, and Carrie looks and sounds the same. Like, Carrie, where is the versatility? That being said, that nude mesh bodysuit is sexy as fuck. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell yeah. I wish I could do that. I mean, Carrie told us at her, like, entrance line, mm, she got mm-hmm. a she got a stun looking. <laughs> Carson and Michelle tell her that she's in her head and they want her to be natural. There's just no dimension to her. And that's okay. Georges is not sure if Michelle and Carson like it. So she's going to hope it's good enough. It's quite funny how we collectively as a fan base are trying our damned hardest not to compare Cornbread to Silky Nutmeg Ganache. And here is Cornbread doing Silky Nutmeg Ganache. I was like, you're not helping yourself, girl. Um, granted, she has not seen all, uh, all star six by this point. She did not know about the food gag coming out of Silky, so yep. it's unfortunate timing. But I mean, I was very curious in, to see this as their legendary pick, yeah. Especially, I mean, again, we don't like comparing, and there was a lot of people, um, negatively comparing the two, but you now put it out there, so we have to in a way yep we're acting now yeah well i just want to know she's got food in all her nooks and crannies where the hell did she get that food is that all from craft services i was like who did she bribe so we could be like let's use this (laughs) i was like damn also how long was that in your fucking hair right (laughs) ew um cornbread is prepared for a gimmick and and it was very funny but jasmine says she's funny but got no levels cornbread it's just her on a normal day Yeek. 
It's another elimination day, and another hoe is going to sashay away. Cornbread is not going to complain, but her body is aching. Uh, she threw herself around on that floor. Uh, go for her. She did. She, did. she, she got padding. She should be okay. George just does not feel good about what she did in the super tease, but she's excited for the runway. Let's get loud. She has done two pageants. One is an impersonation, and she won as JLo. The pressure is on. Diet tells Jasmine that she was confused that she went with the other team, and Jasmine just wants to prove she can play on a team and she can run her mouth in a work environment as it's not conductive to success. Jasmine says she wants to prove she can sit back and listen, but Cornbread says if they got paid by word, Jasmine would be rich. Cornbread's good with these quotes. She's really good with these quotes. She is. Um, and it's true. Jasmine would be insanely rich with the amount she talks on the show. You know. And Orion would be dirt poor. What's the bitch doing? I forgot she's here. She disappeared for me in this episode. Let's be real. I'm being real. Uh-huh. Oh, fully. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, it's time for Straight Talk with Maddie Bro. Alyssa is going to ask her if she's if her dad is supportive of her being a drag queen. Maddie says she doesn't know how he feels about drag, but he's 100% supportive of her. Alyssa says that she has a dad that always supports her. Why? Well, when she was 15 years old, she had porn on her computer. Her dad saw it. They went to talk. Alyssa thought she was about to be busted, but alas, he said he was like her. They're both gay. They came out to each other. Whoa, what a story was that? That was a plot twist of a story. This was like an HBO style TV show kind of like plot twist. Like, basically, if Alyssa didn't share the story, um, maybe she would have stayed another episode, but she shared it a little too early, maybe. I don't know. But how, like, I, I can't imagine what it's like, especially um, in the Latin community, for it's not to have, like, not only a son that's gay, but to you also be gay, like, in Puerto Rico. Yep. Yep. It is. Yeah, it's it's for me, like, one, I love that the story, one story was, sh- like, shared. Two, um, I don't think the, the show really grappled with it, but uh, with the rise of, like, a lot of anti-LGBTQ rhetoric happening in Puerto Rico, right? Um, like, it was important that at least this coming out story was shared, right? And kind of the, like, pressures that a lot of people in the Latinx community have to navigate, um, obviously, you know, colonialism having an impact mm-hmm. on that and other things. But, right, I, I thought it was it was powerful for her to share that story. Absolutely. And just to like know how supportive he is to the point of like he goes to all the gigs and everything. I will say, I'm sure people take it the wrong way when she says it's her dad and people think it's her daddy. And yeah, this is not family dick. That being said, I'm fully I'm fully believing that it was Mormon boys on her computer. Oh, Mormon boys. I'm not going to ask you if you're a fan of Mormon boys. I'm not going to get you in trouble. You have jobs to get. (laughs) Now, speaking of being fans of things, Alyssa's package. Yes, Carrie and Cornbread are discussing the nice package she has. Welcome to Drag Race HR Workplace Harassment Seminar. Oh, my God. How did we go from this emotional story about Alyssa and her gay dad to Alyssa's junk? The transition, that transition, the editing team said, we're not going to do a transition. 
we just gonna go no no now carrie shares that she is a bird watcher as there is not a male gendered anything that doesn't get inspected and scoped aunties are here to talk shit and give advice um so when are we getting the aunties talk show on wow presents plus between cornbread and carrie and Nigeria, probably we need it we need Mm -hmm. a show like that now cornbread says that the owl was poking out of the tree carrie says there was a woodpecker miss camden comes by and is like what's a woodpecker what's a woodpecker you speak of they tell her it's watching the boys. Gray sweatpants season. Uh, gotta look out for it. Um, Carrie loves an ostrich. Long neck, big body. What's your favorite bird, Jeremy? <laughs> <laughs> this entire segment was weird and uncomfortable, but also funny. Yeah. No, it was. It was all of that. And it, like I was, I was cackling here while watching it. Um, you know, obviously, like the transition to it was kind of cringe, but overall, the conversation looks like they were just having a good old time. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. There is not a drag queen out there has, who has not gotten dressed in the dressing room and not looked at other queens' packages. You know, it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. You ready for another weird transition? Yep. The alarm's going to sound, and it's time for J-Lib video message. Jesus, how do we go from Alyssa's gay dad to Alyssa's package to J-Lo? Hey, it's very Puerto Rican. It is. <laughs> All right. Um, Alyssa and Georges are, like, about to be in tears. Clearly, this was not one of those live chats that we've gotten before, but she's going to give a little bit of advice. Don't be afraid to get loud. Be proud and shake it. Go out there and be fierce. Uh, Georges then says, marry me, J-Lo. And I'm confused because I thought Georges was marrying me, but okay, well, I guess we have to talk. Um, but the message from J-Lo really gave the girls confidence for the runway. Now, let's discuss this. Do we think J-Lo was supposed to be live? Was she supposed to be a judge? I think she, I, okay, I think she was. Honestly, because like why like you have you have a yeah, whole like yeah. night dedicated to you and, mm-hmm. and you're going to have a video right so either obviously it could have been in the middle of what that new movie promo that she has uh-huh right? filming during that time um so that might that might be why that she wasn't there in person i want to see her in person i think she should be a judge i want to see it i want to hear what she has to say well i think she would she petition to have her as like the premiere for season 15 guest judge (laughs) listen the lady has definitely judged competitions before she did that american idol television program for a while yep and that Mm -hmm. dance competition yes that one was bad but american idol we love that one (laughs) all right rupaul is coming out looking sensational in gold with those teal accents i was like this is my fantasy look it was xanadu realness i think it's my favorite look in a very long time right she looked good we have Michelle Visage, Ross Matthews, and Lonnie Love. Welcome back, who you've been staying in the dressing room, apparently. 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 And this is why I really think Jayla was supposed to be there, because you just bring Lonnie Love, who was in there last season, and she's back. So is it just because you missed, you needed a judge started there? I don't know. A lot, category is, she, she'd be she's funny. great. She is. Now, category is Night of a Thousand Jaylos. In honor of the runway, we are going to play Let's Get Loud or Ain't Your Mama. Okay. Two J-Lo classics. Right. Starting off with Willow Pill doing the 1998 Grammys. Jacket by Dahlia. Dressed by Willow. Hair by Shikames. 
Ew, it's so tacky, but so right for her. Willow is such an interesting character because she has this very specific aesthetic that works for every category, yet it's never jaw-dropping. It's just, it's, it's just right. It looks like it was kind of crocheted, which made it so silly looking, but it also felt very 90s. Mm-hmm. But it worked. But it, I hated it, it. It really worked. It really worked. And, you know, she got that ugly taste. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she knows how to pull off ugly taste. So weird. Um, good for her that she can pull off ugly so well. Lonnie says that she went all in and made her laugh out loud. Ross says it was ridiculous and it worked. He calls her a little actress. Michelle says the look is not top of mind, but she did it drag. Rue asks her why she picked that look. And of all looks, she says it's a little bit ugly. I'll give it a let's get loud. Let's get loud for me. Audience, 89% let's get loud. 11% ain't your mama. Next up is Cornbread Jate 2018 Met Gala. I love that she made this outfit work for her. It looks great on her. It fits the theme. But I said it last week. I'll continue to say it. I mean, she's going to even say it later in Untucked. The proportions are always going to look wrong until she wears a bigger wig. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what her problem with bigger wigs is. Maybe, maybe it's a, a neck issue or a back issue or whatever. But it, the proportions were just so missing without a bigger wig. Mm-hmm. Like... I understand like the concept of the, the, you know, the wig that she chose more of a, like a sleek kind of like mm-hmm. approach and like kind of the effect that would give with this, this gown. I just needed, yeah, I needed a different wig. The volume. I love, I love, I love the outfit though. Yeah. And it, what's, I'll, I'll discuss it later, but she took the look and made it work for a person who's plus size. Yep. That's amazing. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. And I want to be able to call out your designer. So, Cornbread, please upload your fucking photos. It's terrible. <laughs> All right. Ross tells her she looks beautiful and true to JLo. Michelle calls her fun to watch, but she went right to 100 instead of gassing it up and wanted a little more texture and color. Lonnie says she would not be a comic if she didn't tell her that she's to, what she's about to tell her. She knows she can do more than just food jokes. Fat jokes are funny, but she has to trust herself to do other things. Rue says it's time to show things she's afraid of. And Cornbread is going to start to get emotional. It started when she was really happy in week one. She knows she has dealt with a lot in her life, but only pushed it away. The stories have clicked with her and younger her had no one to talk to. She got some shit to deal with. And Rue says this is the beginning of the healing. Look at RuPaul getting that um, that, that psycho- psychology degree going. Right. I mean, he's been more, I think, okay, I'm going to be real, real quick. He's been very interactive in the judging panel this season. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if maybe like it's on cutting room floors in past seasons that maybe Rue does interact and just and, and gives critiques. But I, I think it is important for Rue to at least say something about everyone. Mm-hmm. We need to know what the head judge is thinking. Yep. This look for me, it's let's get it loud. Let's get loud. Audience, very mixed here. 54% Let's Get Loud, 46% Ain't Your Mama. Next, we have Lady Camden doing 2019 CFDA Awards. Do you even know what CFDA stands for? Cinema something something. Yeah, I don't know either. (laughs) Uh, Look by Kip Yanaga, hair by Lady Camden, nails by Kenneth Rex. I don't know what the reference is, but next to the photo, she looked right on. It's like a pair of joggers with a train, and I'm kind of here for it. Mm Mm-hmm. But Lady Camden is that dorky kid in school that you would never look at and say sexy. But then when they show you show their body, you're, 
they're like toned AF and that's her. She shows her midriff. I'm like, damn, you're kind of hot. She can get it. <laughs> I'm here for it. Very, very dorky cute. Also, I love that she went with a blonde wig. So it's truer to her and not a replica. Because mm-hmm. um, she's done darker wigs and I'm not really a fan of it. Blonde's really good for her skin tone. Yep. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. This was a good look for me. I'll give it a let's get loud. Let's get loud over here. Audience, 70% let's get loud. 30% ain't your mama. Bosco doing 20, uh, 2009 Golden Globes. Look by Anthony Ryan. Hair by Kalina Marcos. All right. Here's my thing with Bosco. I was so eager to see her going into the season. I was ready to be blown away. I am let down. I expected more from her and less from Willow, and yet they've body swapped somehow. The photo next to Bosco, I mean, I see that they both had bold gold colors, but the material looks so cheap. The bust and the neckline were not even serving the same story. Um, I feel like I'm going back and forth on replica versus interpretation in this challenge, but the hair just didn't feel right. J-Lo had it high and tight, and Bosco had it just pushed back and down. Mm-hmm. It just didn't read as this look for me. It didn't give me the off factor that J-Lo's look would give. Um, yeah. And I think one it's the wig two yeah the proportions of padding wasn't correct that's dick mm-hmm. like i think for even for a j-lo look right you can't you can pat yeah you can mm-hmm. pat. show off those assets absolutely it's not a winner for me ain't your mama ain't your mama audience 46 percent. let's get loud 53 percent. ain't your mama carrie colby Versace spring 2020 wearing Versace. So there's controversy. Is this the real one? Is it a fake? Carrie is ensuring us that it is the same garment. It just fits differently on a woman who is 5'6 and a woman who is 5'11. I am very mixed on this. She's wearing the exact look. Congrats that you have the connections to get it. But where is the drag? Where is the creativity? Does she look excellent as if it was made for her? Yeah. Congrats on being sample size. But that's it. Wait, where's the drag? All I know is that when when Carrie walked out, my head was like, I know which look Carrie would wear. And then she walked out and I was like, yep, that'd be the look right there. I would have rather had a night of a thousand um, uh, green dresses, like a night of a thousand kimonos with Madonna. I want to see interpretations of this. I don't want to see the same fucking dress. I don't know. Maybe I'm the one in the minority. Maybe I'm the one who's wrong here, but I don't think you should be rewarded for wearing someone else's dress in that category. I don't know. Am I I wrong? I mean, it's also the argument, like I hear you, right? It's also the argument too of like, is it drag? (laughs) Right. And and I did have someone uh, say that it could, with Carrie, lead into um the gatekeeping of drag and being transgender woman in drag that's not where i'm going with this if if it was lady camden if it was bosco if it was jasmine kennedy wearing the same thing like the exact replica i'd say the same thing for me when we get to deja and her critiques deja is she's a big girl she can't wear what jayla wears so she's it's not an advantage for her why are we giving her uh, praise yeah she's in the bottom here but not for the dress, for the performance. Mm-hmm. So I'm very mixed here, and I'm sure I will get lots of hate. Um, I'm ready for it. Um, I'm not taking away from Carrie's talent. I just want her to push more. And I think that's what the judges said also. Um, yeah, I mean, 
I can give you my, uh, so for me, it's a let's get loud. And I also want to see Carrie, yeah, push herself. Like, I think she she's pretty, she's gorgeous. She's drop dead beautiful. Um, but I want to see more. I want to see her get mm-hmm. dirty. Ross says it's Jayla's most infamous look and to pull it off as good as she did is quite a triumph. He sees hesitation in her vulnerability. Michelle says that Bernie told her it was the original and Carrie reveals that this was the 2019 revival with Versace. Michelle says it looks beautiful on her. She wants to be beautiful all the time. She tells her she is. She wants her to get ugly and let her guard down. Rue says there she has a story to tell and she should not be afraid to tell it. It is a get let's get loud. Absolutely. It's a let's get loud. It has to be. Because the dress originally was a Let's Get Loud. <laughs> Audience, 85% Let's Get Loud, 50% Ain't Your Mama. So I feel like that 50% is feeling the same way I do. I'm just, the look was great. So you might, I can't clock it. Yep. All right, next up, Georgia's Super Bowl 2020. Look by Judas Elliott, hair by Queen Bee. I love you, Georgia's. We will have a very happy life together. And when we do, I will teach you how to match the nude illusion to your skin tone. Girl, what were you doing? You could have had a moment if the color was right, but that was meant for fucking Jasmine Kennedy. You're not Casper. Mm-hmm. I love that she added a little performance, but girl, what were you doing? What happened? Yeah, the the, the new illusion was no illusion whatsoever. It was mm-hmm. you wearing fabric. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I know it can be hard to match skin tone. When you're not a white queen. Yep. But you're really good at what you do, Georges. And I know you have costumes that fit better with nude illusions. We've seen it already. What happened here? Like, you know, we could have been, cre- been creative and do some, you know, dip the suit into some dye. Absolutely. Um, to match, match the skin tone. Mm-hmm. Tea bags. There, there's a, there are solutions. But... Um, I'll still give it a let's get loud because she looked cute and really sexy and, and and she pulled off the look. It just wasn't perfect. Yep. It's a let's get loud for me. Audience, 49% let's get loud, 51% ain't your mama. Next, we have Jasmine Kennedy doing 2015 AMAs, hair by Anthony Michael Wiggs, dressed by Angel Alaya, nails by production value nails. I think this is a home run. It's a great replica of the original and she captures the spirit even in her hair. I think this is something I would like wear all the time just because it's stone for filth looks really expensive. Um, it's always been one of my favorite JLo looks, so I'm really glad it was represented. What I love I, I love the dress. I love that it wasn't it wasn't an exact like duplication, right? Yeah. Um, I love the fact that for Jasmine, the dress came up a little bit more short, like mm-hmm. a little shorter compared to JLo. Um, I thought it was like a spot on interpretation of like, you know, this is drag. I'm going to do JLo in drag. Yeah. It's let's get loud for me. Let's get loud for me. Audience, 89% let's get loud. 11% eat your mama. Next up, Maddie Morphosis, 2021 inauguration, AKA my birthday. <laughs> wow. That was a fun day. Uh, look by Joseph DeMercurio. She captured it. She got it. I know it, but she looks incredibly uncomfortable. I don't know if she just got big hip pads, but she looked like a box. Yep. Um, it's also a success, successful look, but very underwhelming in presentation. And that paint, she looked like Jan. Yeah. Yeah. I um, think I, I think Maddie's still trying to figure out her paint look on drag uh-huh. race. On drag mm-hmm. race. 
So this was apparently not her intended look as she wanted to bring the look from the cell, but it was not approved by production as they did not have the photo rights for the side-by-side. Doesn't that suck that they did not have the photo so Queen couldn't bring what they were going to bring? This was apparently a big sticking point, so that's why we you don't necessarily see Selena J-Lo or other movie because they didn't have the rights for them. You know, bullshit, maybe- Vivian, bullshit. Maybe before they come up with an episode idea, they should purchase the rights for things. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. This look, it was fine. It, I knew what it was. It just didn't look... It, it was a lot of white, I think. I think it was a lot of white. I mean, it would have... Like, for me, right? Um, I would have even lo- loved a little bit off-white in one of in somewhere. Um, it just... Because it was so just a giant white block, there's no shape that you can see. Mm-hmm. Um, even if something is like, you know, tailored to, to look like it's giving you shape, you can't see it when you're just covered in just this one giant color. Yeah, it's not like yeah. black where black sometimes comes out as slimming and you can see like, you know, the effects of it. Nah, this is white. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work. It's an ain't your mama for me. Ain't your mama. Audience split in the middle, 50-50. Oh, wow. Next, we have Deja Sky 2018 VMA. Look by Deja Hair by Gigi. Here's the thing. She has the right colors for the color story to be right. Is it a replica? No. Is it an interpretation? Yes. I think, again, where I'm struggling is that even if Deja had the money and resources to get the exact garment like Carrie, she will never be able to wear it as a big girl. So I kind of hate that Carrie gets a pass for being pretty and skinny. I love the brown hair on her and the softer highlight around the eyes. More of this, please. But it comes back to the garment and the discussion of big girls versus thin girls in drag why is there more of a pass for the skinny bitches yeah i mean it's the the reality because again like we saw the side by side they weren't replicas they weren't the same thing it was it was an interpretation of it and she kind of um i mean ross did kind of save it and say he would tell jayla to do this one i don't think he believes it but i think he also was like i can't really compare you to carrie it's just not fair i don't yeah, I don't think any of the judges can compare any anyone to Carrie because I think Carrie came in with some of the yeah. some of the things that the other queens didn't have access to. Exactly. Well, Ross says she was so good because she didn't push; it felt natural. Um, Michelle says that her instincts are naturally believable. I didn't like this look. I'm just gonna be honest. Ain't your mama? Ain't your mama? It. <sighs> I'm trying to give it justice, but like. It thought kind of it kind of read more Beyonce than J Lo. Yes, very much yes. Audience thirty six percent. Let's get loud. Sixty four percent. Ain't your mama. Diabetti doing Super Bowl twenty twenty. Look by Diabetti and Crystal Method. How is there another Super Bowl look? You ask. Costume change. Um, now, if she revealed into George's look, that would have been the gag. Um, but that didn't happen. I see it. I like the concept. I just don't like how it fits her at all. It's not right. And the makeup, especially that lip, that lip liner is heavy. Um, I think Daya going soft is not the right direction. So I think maybe going with a different inspiration would have been the best choice for her. I can't unsee Crystal every time I yeah. see Daya. Mm-hmm. And because Crystal does her, I mean, Daya does her makeup like Crystal. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, this was not good. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. It's just your mama. 
it ain't your mom. It just didn't flow for me. It wasn't like the pieces and the, you know, the it just it wasn't connected. I agree. Audience, very mixed here. 55% let's get loud, 45% ain't your mama. Next, we have Angeria Paris Van Michaels doing the 2019 Met Gala, of course. Look by Couture Chaos, nails with suddenly sweet nails. She is dripping in luxury. We all know the look, and Angie did it extraordinarily well. I think there was a way to do hairless looks, and this was it. Um, mm-hmm. That breastplate was right. This was excellent. It was. She got She got it down. <laughs> she got it, she down. Got now, it down. I feel like if you got to wear that look, you would just walk into a room and walk in circles just so people would stare at you. You ain't wrong. <laughs> You're like, I'm a walking chandelier. Everyone put your flashes of lights towards me. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Ross loves... Oh, where are we? Where are we? Oh, yeah. Ross is, says it's hard to swing that big and hit like that. He calls her a natural. Rue says it looked as if she forgot the camera was on her. She asked when she learned how to act, to which Angeria says yesterday. Lonnie says the look is sexy and beautiful. It's a let's get loud. It's perfect. Yep. Let's get loud for me. Audience 87%. Let's get loud. 13% ain't your mama. Next up, Alyssa Hunter, 2018 Billboard Awards, hair by Jean Carlos de Jesus. I love this look so much. She looks incredible. She looks like she honored and represents Jennifer Lopez in Puerto Rico perfectly. It's sleek. It's sexy. It fits her so well. We love a pantsuit and a bling corset is out of this world. This was so good. It was amazing. Like when she opened that coat, I said, yes, this is, Mm -hmm. this is the look. This is the look. And even just her beat, the mug was on point. Mm -hmm. How this lands you in the bottom, I just don't get. And we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about that. Oh, we will. Ross loves the look because of the pow in the reveal. Michelle says she loved that she went for it, but she got into a high-pitched Yara Sophia and got stuck there. She didn't really react. Lonnie says, don't go for the obvious so you can surprise yourself. Alyssa's going to start to cry a little bit because it was hard to be there as English is not her first language. And Ruth says they can tell that she tried hard and that's what she was asked here to be. But she was just one note. I was like, Ruth, that's not nice. I like that. I like the look. It's Let's Get Loud. Let's Get Loud for me. Audience, 79% Let's Get Loud. 21% Ain't Your Mama. And finally, Orion Story. HRC had Dinner 2013. Look by Lynn Crane Designs. Hair by Orion. I forgot she was still there. I'm not even going to lie. I was like, oh, we're done. And I was like, oh, oh there's, there's still one more. I see the look. I see the inspiration, but I think it was wrong one for Orion. Modern gown is just not right. She is femme fatale. Give me JLo femme fatale. Um, the veins were so weak compared to the original. I know she did it herself. I know she did it by hand. But if you don't have the ability to do bigger, it's not going to work for me. And the hair was so wrong. It covered her face. I got Lana Del Rey hair. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's the hair that I I, I, I saw. It wasn't J-Lo. No. J-Lo hair never like J-Lo's wig. wig. I don't think J-Lo has a wig. J-Lo's hair. <laughs> you J-Lo's just called her out. Did I? Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah. You know, if you think J-Lo, you don't think of a hairstyle like that, even if you're doing like an interpretation of J-Lo. Yeah, it was it was not right. It was a big old miss for me. Ain't your mama. Ain't your mama. Audience, 49 percent. Let's get loud. 51 percent. Ain't your mama. I don't know what y'all were smoking, but clearly you, you, you love the stoner. So that's fine. It's super tease time. We still got to talk about the maxi challenge here. I'm going to say it. We'll, we'll discuss what was seen, but 
god damn it the editors and producers and and everyone involved got to decide who is the story about um because there are people who were in it for a second there are people in it for every single beat and i don't know if the queens had any say in anything but um riggery that's all i'm gonna say there were just i mean watching it right um Like watching it, I was like, y'all filmed all this? I didn't see this. Where does this come from? And I was like, oh. And again, even, like, the, and even the stuff they did film didn't even make it in. Right. So I didn't I didn't know like what were the editors thinking when when doing this. All right, let's start off with Team Willow Pill. Um, I love some of these new entrance lines, like Lady Camden, say hello, it's America's sweetheart. I was like, okay, that's really funny. Uh, Willow, my catheter is leaking. Okay. Uh-huh. Carrie was Carrie, and that was boring to me. I'm I'm not trying to hate on Carrie Colby, but I'm just talking about what I see on this television program. I loved Bosco's talent. It was gross. Um, I, anytime you shoot a, a, a ball out of your cooch, that's gross. <laughs> um, ain't it funny how much they cut out of the cat fight scene? Literally nothing was in there. Yep, nothing. Nothing. Lady Camden is such a sleeper in this group. I love that her confessional is her wearing an American flag headband and tube top. Stop it. Stupid. So stupid. Um, Willow was exceptional. I was promised a chance at love and a daily meal voucher. Where's Jeffrey? Obsessed. Obsessed with that. I feel like that's what I'm going to be saying on um, Valentine's Day. I don't know who Jeffrey is, but that's what I'll probably be saying. Georgia's next to Carrie. In half track, she looks like a child. Little baby, little baby. Am I still allowed to have a crush even though I had my bar mitzvah when the bitch was born? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, in some states, people might call you daddy at that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean about people in southern states having babies at a young age facts are facts america just a thing it happens sometimes um yeah i was like oh my god you look like a child what is happening now whoever came up with the brain surgery as a challenge was a genius this was stupid and funny the way bosco and willow are camping it up and looking like morons i live this is what i want more of where Mm -hmm. was this challenge what happened who came up with it yep it Honestly, it like I don't know. This challenge gives you like what you think of like when you're having fun in drag, stupid, yeah. silly, and like shit. We're not taking that shit seriously. Now let's be honest with ourselves. There are definitely drag queens out there who believe they could perform brain surgery and actually do it well. What names? Huh. We got some egos out there. Um, <laughs> how the hell did they get RuPaul to record? I don't want to see any more flip flops on my stage. Classic. How do they get that to happen? right how i was like i I was like i love the fact that rue was also part of like you know Mm -hmm. in those filming things Um, and it wasn't even what she was wearing on the main stage that night that was a different look and she wore a different one for the other team when did they pull this off right love it i love it um cornbread was really not shown much which i found very interesting Mm -hmm. cornbread and jasmine very, very much missing in this. But Bosco, Lady Camden, and Willow for me were the standouts on this team. 
I was living for Willow. Willow, yeah. I don't like, she's that little like dark horse that you're also really like, is. like, and you're rooting for because she already won a challenge. Yeah. All right. Team Maddie. Um, Maddie's doing a shitty cartwheel saying the dancing queen is here while wearing the, 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 the outfit from Stranger Things. That's a moment. That was stupid and funny. Um, Deja saying, is this the audition for AJ and the Queen? Funny, but funny. probably too soon. Rue is still <laughs> upset that that didn't work. What Netflix show gets canceled after a season? None! And that was, okay, I'm not gonna lie. That was a good show because I watched it. <laughs> good? I liked it. I liked it. Jeremy. I know. I have bad taste. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, your your taste in minutes, it's it's fair. Um, I thought it was terrible. I barely got through it. That acting, my again, my why am I going into my dissertation about Age of the Queen? Go listen to the first episode podcast um that I did the recap for. No, my biggest problem was it was written as a 90s sitcom produced in 2020. Um, it was so dated. Like you're making blind man jokes in 2020. No, it's cringe. But at least there was, at least she employed her her drag queens her babies the one she remembers that one you said it um Alyssa really pushed herself and I think she deserves much more credit that's where we're going to keep that right now mm-hmm. Angeria is a star damn she's a stupid bitch stupid love it challenge meant for her <laughs> and then Daya doing the I'm straight too really good reveal very funny Orion revealing that she's the love of her own life was stupid, but I feel like that's her own humor. And again, who came up with Maddie and Deja being the cow? Like, dumb. It's so dumb. Dumb. <laughs> now, in this one, we get the lip sync for your life is going to be versus Rue, which would be an ultimate twist. Is there a queen that could beat RuPaul in a lip sync? You know what I want to see? I want to see Brooklyn Heights versus RuPaul. And the winner be the, the next host of just mm-hmm. Drag Race US. At this there point, we rename it Drag Race US. Yep. Um, I also obsessed that they only showed a little bit of it, but front and begin and back, they did the chicken from Arrested Development. And this is why I knew this was a straight man making a lot of the decisions here i don't know many gay men who like arrested development i don't know a lot of men who i don't know a lot of gay men who watch arrested development we know one you and i have a mutual friend who did um and oh. ob- obsessed with it um and yeah i i was like oh my god maddie told i i see what maddie did here i know this is your handwriting but it was funny like this, the whole chicken thing is, is just, it's stupid and funny so it worked and then Maddie ugly crying in confessional was brilliant. Like there was the acting that show more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Maddie and Nigeria were my favorite this scene. It, it was Maddie and Nigeria. And it, what I need is I'm going to make this controversial comment, or maybe it's not whatever Maddie it. did in that challenge. She needs to bring it to the runway. Correct. That's the team. They competed as teams, but they were judged individually. Lady Camden, Bosco, Georgia, Jasmine, Maddie, Diane, Ryan are safe. That means we have Willow, Cornbread, Carrie, Deja. No, yeah. Angeria and Alyssa as the tops and bottoms. Do you agree? I don't. Boom, boom. I do not. Why is Alyssa in the bottom? 
I don't understand. I really don't. I don't. I didn't want to lose Georges, but she was worse. Did like I? The only thing I mentioned of her was her looking like a child. She didn't do anything in what was presented. Yep. And this is my problem with this challenge. The this, the editors decided what we saw and we didn't. So if if Georges was terrible, the judges didn't see that. Hmm. And I mean the, the way they were the, the selective editing here, right? In this whole challenge. Um. Obviously, we didn't get a lot of cornbread, right? A lot of things that she filmed wasn't wasn't there, but what was shown was shown, um, right? And it's like, are y'all editing to like make sure we make sure our favorites don't get like a little bad edit at this challenge, even if they were the, weren't the strongest? Yeah, it was very interesting to see these results. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I even, I would have put Orion in the bottom. What did Orion do? And the look for me wasn't the best either. I, I, I mean, if we're going um, by performance, I think Alyssa did a little better than Orion and her look was 10 times better than Orion. Why yep. that look didn't save her, I don't get. Yep, I totally agree. What are we saving Orion for? I mean, let's, let's be honest. Maybe, uh, again, maybe my joking that Alyssa told her story about her dad was her... Uh, kiss to death because she didn't have any more sword to tell. Rue has decided that Andrea is the winner of the week, taking home $5,000. Deja, Willow, and Corporate are safe, leaving Carrie versus Alyssa. Now, based on the final, the bottom three that we have, do you agree? No. So you would have went Cornbread, Alyssa, and Cornbread, uh, Carrie? Yeah. I'm here for it. But we clearly know that they were not going to do that. The producers were not <laughs> going to let that happen. They, they, they weren't going to put two BFFs together to go lip sync. Not, the, no. not this early in the story. <laughs> Harry is devastated, but also like, how the hell am I going to lip sync in this dress? If it messed up, I'm going to be dead. Uh, T, that's when you say, um, okay, so I need to pull a fast one. Please let me change into something different. Um, could you imagine if there was a rip in that goddamn dress? She's dead. Literally dead. And you can tell how, like, when she was doing that lip sync, she was, mm-hmm. she was like, no one touched this. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, that dress is meant to be in a museum, not on fucking stage of Drag Race. Mm-hmm. It's J-Lo Night, so the song is Play. I wish it was a different song. I enjoy the song Play, but you, there's nothing to do with it. It's not a lip sync song. No, it's not. Again, they probably didn't have the rights. I would have loved On the Floor. That would have been the song that I wanted. Ooh. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that would have been really good. No, I think Alyssa would have been incredible doing it. But let's let's go through it. Alyssa had so much fire and passion. Um, that was when we actually got to fucking see her because there was strategic editing. Um, literally, a lot of riggery because we rarely saw any side by side. Carrie was walking back and forth, and it was very lame comparatively. Someone I saw wrote on Facebook, Carrie Charlie hides it. Let's talk about the money gun. Did she need it? No. Was it the reason she was eliminated? Apparently. Uh, is it fair? Not a chance. No. And also, she like what she did. She threw that shit to the side and continued lip syncing. It didn't stop her. I think I said this during the Silky um, lip syncs during the SmackDown. You can't depend on props. You just cannot ever depend on props. Especially when you've already used the prop in the runway. Mm-hmm. It wasn't going to add anything new. Yeah. 
if I were advising Alyssa, I know she is a pageant coach. If I were her, her drag race coach, I would have said, no, don't do it. Um, I don't know what would have happened if she, if she didn't have the prop. I don't know what the result would have been. But I sincerely think if there wasn't a twist on top of the two non-elimination episodes, it would have been a double Shantae. I agree. No, I definitely agree. Because I also don't think both of them were one I think would have been just too early for even right now one going is already too early for them to be going I agree let alone having them two like compete in the lip sync so, for which one to go home it, it just doesn't make sense why we lost Alyssa now but after being unable to open the candy because of her gloves Alyssa opens her chocolate to reveal it's chocolate insert sad trombone here I hate that they put that sound effects I hate it I hate it so much such a slap in the face but she walks off showing off that puerto rican flag i know oh icon legend all right let's talk about untucks you ready yes i'm ready all right there are a lot of unhappy safers again like maddie and jasmine but it's georges who is so scared and emotional my little baby pocket twink wasn't happy with her performance and was scared about the video thinking she was going to lip sync Lady Camden says that she admires her, that even if she's not an expert at something, she has an open mind. Hey, I mean, that's what 21-year-olds do. They're very ex- experimental, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, even each team is going to start complimenting other teams' video. And in, in, in another edition of Wrong Queen Name, Jasmine has apparently been calling Orion Orion. It's two weeks with this chick and you still don't know? Get better. <laughs> I'm just thinking about Diabetica. Diabetica. Like the Willow Pillow. Diabetica Orion. Three out of 14 we have not gotten correct. How is this possible? Now I honestly put name tags on the queens when they enter the workroom, go around the circle and say, hi, my name is. Like, even if it's off camera, this is funny shit, but it's really embarrassing. <laughs> really embarrassing. Well, Orion, Orion, whatever we're going to call her, she's having to be safe um, as she gave them glamour and shined on stage. Kudos are given to Team Captain Maddie as her video was strong. Diabetti thinks Maddie should have been in the top simply for being a strong leader. Uh, this is not The Apprentice. We don't give the leader kudos anymore. Lady Campton says that she proves her intellect and humor and Maddie is getting all the warm and fuzzies. Where's that? Just a Woody. I don't know. Find out. Um, they discuss the cow scene, and and Lady Camden's like, "What does it mean?" And she's and they're like, "Oh no, no, it's an American thing." I think it's more of a Southern, like Western thing, not necessarily American thing. When was the last time you saw someone herding a cow in uh, New York City? Yeah, mm. exactly. I mean, there's de- I mean, um, those meat parties. That's a, that's a whole different um, different story. We're not talking about. Um, if you want Thursdays, um, <laughs> ah! you know, I'm going, I'm going to say right now, uh, my look, I, I was wearing a fun little harness. Um, I took a photo with our good friend, Jace Vegas. And do you know, what he said to me, he said, why are you wearing a shirt? Take your shirt off. And I said, no. And he's like, and I was like, if I win, I will. He's like, good. And then you can go to the queue. And I was like, oh, I'm definitely not going to the queue after this, this, this <laughs> war. It's no, 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 no. People are going to think wrong things of me even though I'd love to have fun, but no, 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 no. So yeah, I was like, Chase, no one wants to see that. Are you fucking kidding me? 
Jace uh, always encouraging everyone to get naked. Because he's always fucking naked. He wore more clothes than he's worn ever in the fucking Glam Awards this year. And he still showed the midriff that, listen, you got a good body, but I don't. I don't. It's fine. Okay, enough of that tangent. Um, Lady Camden reveals that she shuts down when she is scared, and watching the video, she felt like she was crazy. She felt good knowing she didn't do something safe. But she is worried about letting people down and home rooting for her. She wants to make them proud and be their winner. I know I watch a lot of Drag Race. You watch a lot of Drag Race. I'm tired of hearing that quote. I'm literally tired of hearing, I don't want to let my people down. It's it's it, what it, 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 for every story arc we need this. We know it's it's it, it's it's a competition thing. Mm-hmm. I'm overhearing like for, it, like from yeah, it's overhearing it to um, if I'm in a competition, it's about me. I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you everyone, I, but it's about me. <laughs> I also am very over the phrase at the end of the day. Um, but I know if I were ever on a reality show, I would be using it all the time because it's just it's easy. Um, but I, like it's a drinking game. Um, speaking of the drinking game, listeners, there was no um, RuPaul calling a uh, baby voice Willow Pill. Yeah, I think uh, we retired it. Thank God. In episode first. Yeah, didn't happen. Didn't happen. All right, Jasmine is going to say that she feels the same way as Camden about getting in her own way, uh, and knows her and Cornbread didn't get off on the right foot. But she tried to hone it back. She analyzed everything, everything, every minute detail. But as Bosco says, she is the annoying little sister. No matter the com- conversation, she always manages to talk about herself. Interesting in this episode, there was a lot of commentary of, of Bosco on Jasmine. So mm-hmm. I'm curious if that's going to be some sort of future tension. Um, should Cornbread decide to let that go? I could see Bosco like having it out with Jasmine just because she's getting on her nerves. The tops and bottoms are back and Cornbread thinks it's going to be her and Carrie in the bottom. They did laugh, but it was all one note. And she says she's an in-your-face hoe. That's what she does. The tops are believed to be Deja, and Cornbread thinks she is going to win. Wow, they were very off there. Um, Deja says she's not an actor and has no theater background, and she was nervous about this challenge. But Cornbread knows it's all about the smaller details, like bigger hair. She said it. Now I can be validated. Thank you. I guess it didn't make the edit, but it's okay. She doesn't agree she should be in the bottom, but she feels she'll be in the bottom, if that makes sense, she says. You ready for more attention? Yep. Jasmine asks who she thinks should be in the bottom, and Cornbread's like, that wasn't my point. I don't care. She wasn't doesn't want to be that person. And this was when I was like, okay, maybe Cornbread should just like not be so passive-aggressive toward Jasmine in the group setting. Take her aside and be like, okay, sis, we're, this isn't vibing. What do we need to do? But mm-hmm. shutting her down the way she just did, I was like, she's at, like asking you a question and someone else was about to ask you that question. I don't think you would have jumped on them uh, for the same thing. Are you still team cornbread? I am still team cornbread. I think it was Jasmine not getting a hint to shut up. Uh- <laughs> That's fair. Mm-hmm. Willow got amazing critiques again, but doesn't feel she is the winner at this challenge, but their video was funny. She wants to keep surprising them, and Maddie calls her a silent killer. It's time to talk to Alyssa. She thinks she will be in the bottom with Carrie, and she tells Cornbread that she was funny, and that's why she should be safe. Alyssa wanted to try to be on their level and show more to show who she is, but she learned that you just have to be yourself and relax. 
She thinks she looks fabulous, so it sucks to be in the bottom. Carrie doesn't know how to feel aside from frustrated. It sucks that she is wearing J-Lo. Drink every time she mentions that. She says they are sick of her being beauty, beautiful and pretty. Sadly, the way she said it made her sound like a bitch. This is when they say loosen up. This is the vulnerability. We know you're pretty. She, no one's denying it. So saying you're pretty also just doesn't come out right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, just, it's, just, it's a pretty person thing. I'm sure you have that problem all the time. Do I? Yeah, you do. Um, Georgia says now still in her feels. She's about to start crying. And Cormac's like, no, I'm not letting you cry. And this was the moment I was like, oh my God, Cormac, you got to just let the little baby have her temper tantrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, she's like, you are safe, feel happy, you have another week, and you're not going to let you do this ever again. Um, and we're going to have Manny tell Alyssa that she feels responsible for Alyssa being in the bottom, and she says no. She feels like Maddie was a great captain, and she's happy that Maddie chose her. Whatever happens, she feels proud. We're going to watch that lip sync one more time. It was very one-sided. Alyssa's eliminated, but she has no regrets. She's disappointed, though. I'm going to miss that sexy boy. Me too. Uh, he walked in that workroom to pack up and I was like, I'm just very intimidated by that beauty. I was looking at his thighs. I was like, ooh. Mm-hmm. And it's because he was wearing the shorts with that tattoo. Yep. Mm-hmm. We see that her mom is her angel and goes to all of her gigs and drag. Um, I love that. I love the family, but I think let's let's go to Puerto Rico. Let's go on a field trip to Puerto Rico, give Alyssa Hunter a hug and be fun. I already, told my, I already told my aunt when I go to Puerto Rico, I'm going to where the club is at. So <laughs> I'm here. Let's go. Um, I got some burning questions. Are you ready? Yeah. What is Alyssa's legacy? Honestly, even though her being there for a short period of time, I think her being cast, you know, most recently as a Puerto Rican queen from Puerto Rico. Um, Cause it's been a few, it's been quite a while since we've had that. Yep. Right. Um, I think her legacy is like reopening that door, right. Reopening the door that there is a thriving drag community in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Um, I mean, my biggest thing for her, her legacy is she was gone too soon. Absolutely gone too soon in a very controversial um, elimination. Um, like, uh, now that we do the the block talk awards at the end of the year for drag race like this is probably going to be up there for uh, a shocking elimination because i mean we shouldn't have lost her yet but there was there's no reason for it um put orion in the bottom put georges in the bottom i don't care Alyssa was not a bottom queen here and and i'm just very confused so we'll find out maybe she'll be back for an all-stars one day i i think she should be I think she should be. She needs she needs redemption. She needs redemption. Well, speaking of redemption, next week we have the return of three fallen early outs, James Mansfield, Kamora Hall, and Tempest Azure. Who are you most excited for? <laughs> I would say Kamora Hall. Again. From the House of Hall. Yes. Um, Chicago's Mackie Doll. Yeah, um, I'm not. I think James Mansfield. I think this is the moment where people are going to be like, she's funny. Um, I think, and this is my prediction, this is a test. 
this is a test for an early out season. Yeah. It's going to be to see how the fans react. Um, they picked three decently early outs. Um, uh, like uh, People have still t- spoken about them. They're in good standing with WoW. Um, I could see this as a potential future season. Mm-hmm. If they get good reaction, do not be surprised to see them on your TV again. This is my prediction. After four episodes, who's the winner of the season? Angeria right now. Between Angeria and Willow. I agree. Both, it's it's been definitely between those two. Um, I I want to give it to Willow right now because I think Angeria is great. Willow, at least in the franchise, is new. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we keep hearing the judges say. And again, as an analyst of this fucking show, certain things that they say are very important. Just like Crystal Versace being born to the drag, they're, they, they're attached to Willow and what she's bringing. So don't be surprised to see Willow put win. Um, that being said, I think Angeria is going to give her a fight. Um, and beyond that right now, I don't know. And that's kind of exciting. Like, I also, like I've said it before, like, you, you got Lady Camden, who is going to just sneak in kind of the way that Kitty and uh, Ella Vade did. She can make it to the end and, and be a force to reckon with in those final challenges. Um, so in that respect, I think it's going to be a good season because we just don't know what's happening. But at the same time, I'm, like, a little bored. It's a strong cast, and we just, I think that, you know, maybe our boredom is also coming from, like, we need these editors to actually do a good edits yeah <laughs> yeah um i just feel bad for Alyssa. i really just i don't get it i don't get it i don't know why what was her rationale people were gravitating towards Alyssa, so like it was and and, and that's the, that's the thing it gets people talking and sometimes again we have to remember this is a scripted reality television show sometimes well unscripted but still story plot driven um maybe she didn't have anything left or maybe they they really think she wasn't worth it i don't know just just look in her fucking closet she was going to have incredible looks mm-hmm. i can't wait to see when she starts posting some yeah. looks for some of the next future categories I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. Did you see what you're packing? Uh, no, I haven't seen it yet. Um, she has one uh, look that is um, uh, the Coco, the frog of Puerto Rico. Oh, Coqui, the Coqui. Coqui, yeah. Um, it's, that's the bodice, and then the legs are green. Yeah, it's incredible. Stoned for filth. I need to, oh, I got to see this. Yep. So these are the things we miss out on getting rid of Alyssa Hunter. Let's hope she wears it in the finale. Maybe, maybe. Where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Yes, um, you can find me on Instagram at rootless underscore youth. You can also find me on Twitter um, at rootless youth without the underscore. And then Venmo, Jeremy dash Torres dash five. And some really cool projects that I'm working on. uh, Not really drag race related. Um, but I'm doing a lot of LGBTQ inclusive workshops for the University of Tampa. Um, and I'm doing a college access workshop for um, 
underserved and limited income and students of color in, who are in 11th grade doing their college search right now. That's incredible. That's awesome. I mean, that's better than drag projects. Screw everyone with a drag project. <laughs> that's better. Do the work that needs to be done. Jeremy, you know I love you and I love having you on the show. Thanks for being here and I can't wait to have you back soon. Thank you for having me. Love you tons. The biggest thanks to Jeremy for coming on. Subscribe on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash block talk to show support for the podcast. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.